The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Frizz Nation? It is that time of the week again. Already, B, and your host David Williams, host co-host. We back. Hoop ball Grizz weekly preview. Sam, are you ready for it? Oh, I'm ready. Let's it get is, it. Is thank goodness. For the Memphis Grizzlies, a week with slightly fewer games. Thank good. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank the Lord. They thank anybody. ran the gauntlet last week, and it showed. Holy freaking crap! Their three point shooting, Sam. Blech. Over the last two games, the Memphis Grizzlies have shot a combined. Give me a percentage. What do you think it is, Sammy? 23%. You're being entirely too generous, my <laughs> man. <laughs> they are 10 for 53 over the last two games from three. Gosh, that bad? For a smoking 18%. Hey, I was close. Look out, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Glad we weren't playing the prices right on that one. This is the three-point shootout Memphis Grizzly style. They just can't shoot it, though. <laughs> well, they can shoot it. They just can't make it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's bad. Make it's it really bad. Let's jump into the week. It is a three-game week. They play, hopefully, maybe, fingers crossed, in Dallas on Monday. I say that for the reason of the ice stuff that's going on in Texas and electricity issues and all of that. All that craziness. Don't know if that's affecting Dallas or not. I apologize. Maybe I should look that up, but it's not basketball-related, except for it could impact whether the Grizzlies play this game or not. But one game against the Mavs on Monday. We're going to talk about it. Hope they play it. And then they have two at home against the Clippers. Back-to-back, too, isn't it? Yep, Thursday, Friday. Boom, boom, yeah. Yep, so it's um, two games. They got a back-to-back with the Clippers. Yeah, kind of rough, but they get some days off in there, and they, they need those days off. They're off Sunday, play Monday in Dallas, and then they're off Tuesday, Wednesday, be rested up for this two-game series with the Clippers. Sammy. Yo. Before we get into this, the week and the breakdown of the games, let's talk about... The first of his name, the Swiss Army Knife, Mr. Do Something. Oh, my goodness. Lover of tacos, the getter of steals. Yeah, baby. And I'm going to add something else to that list today. Sammy B, what are we learning about <laughs> our guy, Mr. D'Anthony Melton? But like I said before, you can't find a lot of information on this guy. He is so secretive, but I did find this. Besides tacos. <laughs> Is it another food? No. Oh, okay. It is not another food. I'm like, that is weak. It better no, not be another it's food. Not. And I thought this was neat, not just because you just can't find a whole lot of information on him, but you know, he, he's a pretty chill, laid-back guy. He really is when you talk to him whatnot. He's a really cool guy. And when he signed that big contract this year with the Grizzlies, it was four years, wasn't it? I know it was, it was, it was like thirty-five million. I think it was something like that for yeah, four years. Yeah, it, it was pretty big. A, it was pretty yeah. big amount. It was pretty big amount. Instead of going out, going crazy and whatnot, he actually 
took care of his family first and bought his mom and all his sisters brand spanking new vehicles. I know that's not like something like, oh, wow, but I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I know a lot of players do that, but then again, it's I just thought that was really neat. Now, I couldn't find what kind of vehicles they were, but <laughs> there was a video. I think he got one of his sisters a Jeep. Or I don't know how much, like, I don't know his siblings or whatever, but one of them got like a Jeep, a four door Jeep Wrangler. Neat. I'm, I'm almost certain. I could I not. I that video. looked and looked and looked to see if I could find anything on that, and I could not. But Slacker. I thought that was cool. Got to expand your resources, Sam. I not good I enough. Not good enough. I, I will <laughs> tell you what, if I figure it, find out, it'll be on the next show. All right, so let's get into it. The first matchup of the week, the Dallas Mavericks. Mr. Do-Something, DeAnthony Melton, the hoopball headliner for the month of February. His career stats against Dallas, not too flashy, but it fits his mold, Mr. Do-Something. Filling up the stat sheet against these guys, five points, three rebounds, two and a half assists, 1.8 steals, and one block. The Mavs are currently 13 and 15 on the season. Good for 10th in the West. They're 6 and 8 at home, 5 and 5 in their last 10. But they've won 5 of their last 6. They still ain't no good. They awful. They trash. Get them out of here. Get after it, Sam. I know you got something over there for I us. do, and it's absolutely awful. <laughs> the Mavericks versus the Grizzlies. All-time head-to-head, they lead. The Mavericks lead. 67 to 30. Awful. Woo. Awful. But this is a plus right here. Their last 10, 5 and 5. Oh, we're turning it around, baby. I like it. And the last win was February 5th, 2020 at Dallas. At Dallas. So they've got a shot. Let's get it. The the Mavericks are below 500 in total and below 500 at home. Mm-hmm. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a there's a 50-50 chance here. Let's get it. Is it 50-50? I don't know if it's 50-50. Let's go 90-10. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We'll see. So what do you think the Grizzlies have to do to beat this team? Well... Stop Luca, man, because that dude's an absolute monster. And poor Zing God. Defense. Okay. Stop him. Make your free throws. Don't shoot 10 for 53 from the three-point line. Got to make threes. That is 10 for, for 53. Blue. Yeah, they were 5 for 20 against the Pistons and 5 for 33 tonight. Or not tonight. What, Saturday against the... Uh, Against the Suns. Awful. Something terrible. So, my keys to victory for the Grizzlies is actually kind of uh, going against Sammy there. Oh, boy. Defensive scheme was my number one. Mm -hmm. And this is what I think that the Grizzlies need to do in order to win this game. I think they need to let Luka eat. You think so? Let him go off. Let Luka drop 40 points. Completely fine with that. Worry about stopping just everybody stop else. Everybody else. Make you know, like, just go ahead. You go ahead and you do what you got to do. Go ahead, get your forty, get your shots up. Deny Porzingis the ball. Don't let these other guys get the ball. Outside of Porzingis and Luca, there's nobody else on this team that scares me. 
You have Tim Hardaway Jr. that can be streaky. He can get streaky and, and, and fill it up pretty quick. And then offensively, it falls off pretty far from there. You got some bench guys that are capable. Jalen Brunson. Yada, yada, yada. Nobody else on this team scares me. I'm not going to give them any more credit than they deserve. They they don't. They're, there's You have Luka. You know what Luka is going to do. He's had decent numbers against the Grizzlies in his career. Let him do what he does. Let him score. And keep everybody else out of the game. Number two, they got to rebound. The Mavs are awful at rebounding. They're 29th in the league in rebounding. The Grizzlies have got to take advantage of that. I don't think they'll have a problem with that. JV has got to dominate on the glass, get second chance points. That They have got to to crash the boards, especially, especially on the offensive end. Get second chance points in order to beat this team. They're going to score. The Dallas defense is not great. I'll get into that in a minute. But I think, you know, we talk about defense and rebounding a lot. Those are two very important aspects of the game. The defensive scheme is important in this one. I think you let Lucas score and you prevent anybody else. Not that you're going to completely shut everybody else out, but if you limit the looks that Tim Hardaway's getting, like don't help on Luca. Stay on Tim Hardaway. Don't let Tim Hardaway park in the corner and get an open three. Don't let Maxi Kleba do that. Don't just do not let those guys do that. Luca goes into the paint. Rely on your defender that's on Luca to defend him without fouling. The Mavericks are in the top six in the league in free throw attempts and free throws made. Luka is averaging eight a game. The Grizzlies' defense thrives on making, like, forcing turnovers. The Mavs are among the best in the league in preventing turnovers. They don't turn the ball over that much. So what do you do? You put a defender that's capable on Luka, whether it's Dylan, Justice, Melton, whoever it is. You let them defend him. They play good, solid physical defense without fouling him. And you deny these other guys the ball. I think that's how they beat them. The Grizzlies need to be aggressive on offense. Told you Dallas' defense is not that good. They're averaging, or they're allowing 115 points per game. Over their last three games, that's gone up. The last three games, Dallas is allowing 123 points per game. John needs to be in attack mode. Attack this defense. Look for the open man and pray to the basketball gods that they can knock down some threes. They've got to shoot the ball better from three. Have to, 100% have to shoot the ball. You cannot shoot 5 for 20 and 5 for 33 from 3 and expect to be in the game. They shot 5 for 20 and beat the Pistons, but that's because they doubled them up in paint scoring. So I don't, I say rebounding is important. Not that I think that the Mavericks are going to out-rebound the Grizzlies because I don't think that that happens. But because the Mavericks are so bad on the glass, 
I think the Grizzlies can get a lot of second-chance points. I think Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, JV, I think these guys can crash the boards on the offensive end and get a lot of second-chance opportunities, and that by itself can keep the Grizzlies in the game, maybe even lead to a victory. Sam, you got anything else on this Mavericks matchup? They just got to score more points, and they got it. Oh. Oh, I snuck it in there. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We got the uh, the Clippers. The Clippers are 22-9 and nine on the season. They're third in the West, 6-4 and four in their last 10. And get this, Sam. This is I've, As I was digging through stats and looking stuff up, getting ready for the episode today, the Clippers have won five of their last six as well. Wow. Who'd have well, thunk it? We're gonna have to change that. What's the uh what's the career matchup? This one's like? this one's not awful. It's not great, but it's not awful. Clippers lead fifty to forty four. But get this, it's just like I don't remember what team it was now. I think it was the Pelicans. Their last ten, they're three and seven. So think if they flip those. Yeah. Da, da, da. A lot closer. Yeah, you're uh, pushing 500 at that point. Yes. And their last win was January 4th, 2020 at Los Angeles. Of course, these are at Memphis, but yeah. still. So, they can beat them. You know, bad news for the Grizzlies heading into this matchup with the Clippers. Paul George had missed time because he had bone edema and one of his feet. He came back on Friday against the Jazz. Clippers won that game. Jazz have the best record in the league right now. So, barring any setbacks, you're looking at a healthy Kawhi Leonard and Paul George heading into this game. That ain't no good. It's not. I still think the Grizzlies can beat this team. I do. I, I think that, you know, I think they can split this. I don't know that they win both of them, but I think that they can split it. Because it is a back-to-back, you may miss Kawhi one night and then Paul George the next night. Or you may they may both play one night and then set the second night. That's what I was going to say. They play them both one night and none of, neither the next. Or vice versa. Or, you know, they may both play both. You know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. But because it is a back-to-back, and, and I should have looked at, and as a matter of fact, I am going to look at what the Clippers' schedule looks like heading into this back-to-back. I'm sure they've got a day off before. They're not going to play three in a row. But where are they coming from? Where are they traveling from? They're heading in. They play in Washington. No, at home against Washington on Tuesday. And then then they're off on Wednesday. Play at the Forum Thursday and Friday. It's going to be work. It is going to be work for the Grizzlies to beat this team. This team has, you know, like, they're going to be competing are they going to be there for the title? Who knows? They dropped a deuce in the playoffs last year, blew a 3-1 lead, 
LeBron could never. Huh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah, I just little troll moment there. It's it's so funny but the conversations that the, you see on Twitter. The Clippers are not destined to ever make the finals. I don't think they're cursed. Never, man. I don't they're believe cursed. in that crap. I don't believe in that at all. Because they were talking about that last year, and at first I was like, no. Nah. I mean, yeah, you know, with the Blake Griffins and the Chris Pauls and you know all that. Was, yeah, but they they were hurt. You know, they didn't have they were never healthy going in to yeah. that they never were but now you've got this team and you've got the paul george and the Kawhi and all the other people and and then they like choke literally against denver and you're just like hmm i wouldn't say they're cursed they just have this to be is a something deal, this but. is something that hasn't been addressed with this team though it hasn't been addressed a huge like a glaring weakness for this team last year in the playoffs was a playmaker. Mm-hmm. They didn't get better. They lost Montrez Harrell. They did bring Serge Ibaka in. I, you know... I wouldn't say they got any better, but they didn't get any worse. They didn't. Yeah. You know, I, I say Harrell and, and Ibaka, that's about a wash. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm okay. Like, there's things that Harrell does that Ibaka doesn't and vice versa. Yep. But they still don't have a playmaker. They still do not have a playmaker. Reggie Jackson was there last year. Yeah. Reggie Jackson's back. And they've got Patrick Beverly, too. I was trying to think who their point guards are. I mean, Beverly's not. But you know is Nicholas I mean. Batum, is he going to be, you know, like he's had kind of a resurgence this year. I forget year. about him. But you're. I don't believe that he's the answer. An <laughs> old Nicholas Batum, you know, playmaking like, god. <laughs> <laughs> After them getting exposed last year against the Nuggets, you would think that that front office would make some. And so he, the trade deadline is not here yet. True, that has not happened. They could still possibly get a playmaker. They can still boost this roster. They can make it stronger. But if they don't go and get a playmaker, who do you get? You know, there were talks about Rondo going there in the offseason. And, you know, regular season Rondo, blah, whatever. You know, he just does it. He doesn't play. When the playoffs get here, he goes. He takes his game to the next level. You get playoff Rondo. It's it's literally like Jekyll and Hyde. It's a real thing. It's a yep. real thing. But, you know, he, he signed the contract with the Hawks. He's not going to be available. Derrick Rose was a guy that was talked about, and he just went to New York. Which I understand the relationship with Tom Thibodeau. He said he wanted to go to a playoff team. New York is playing pretty good basketball. They're playing much better than they did last season. It look bad. I don't know where they're going to go for a playmaker, man. I, I don't know who's going to be available. That's what I was just kind of running through my head. Who's even? Yeah, I'm trying to think about the the teams that, and, and I don't know contracts, so this is like flying by the seat of my pants here, and there may not even be possibilities. 
of any of these guys getting moved because of contract. But you look at the guys that are outside of the playoffs right now with a playmaker on the roster. George Hill, OKC. You know, I'm. You throw some. I, I don't know how many picks that the Clippers have. They. I don't 18. think they have any available really after trading for Paul George. Thunder have eighteen million. Um. You know, Houston has John Wall, but he's not moving again. The contract's way too bad to nice. like. That's not going to happen. And is John Wall going to be healthy? You know, New Orleans is. Lonzo Ball, there's been talks. About, that'd be the one. But what do they have that's going to entice the Pelicans, the Pelicans. to get rid of Lonzo traded Ball? all their picks to the Thunder, didn't they? Wasn't that what happened? Yeah. What? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what they've got that would entice the Pelicans. I uh, don't know. Reg, no. Man, you I, had to send them Paul George. <laughs> that's not happening. No. Then you look at Detroit. Detroit's not... Um, They're rebuilding, so... Yeah. You, you don't have much there. Cleveland doesn't have a playmaker that they can send to them. Uh, well, no. Not that Cleveland would come off of. Then you have Atlanta, Orlando, Washington on the outside looking in. Clippers are in a pickle. Who are you gonna get? Who are you getting? What do you have that you can make a move to get any of the playmakers? You look at the Clippers roster, and and the thing that you're gonna run into is salary matching. And who do you have available for salary matching? And what kind of picks do you have? Do you have any young talent? that is there that you can move that somebody's going to be interested in. And you look through this roster and they no longer have an SGA. They no longer have Montrez Harrell. They don't have a young guy that's going to look for, like, you know, again, I don't have their picks here in front of me to see what the Clippers would have to trade for a, a Alonzo Ball. I don't know. I think that they're going to be hurt and come playoff time. Uh, they because they can't trade. I don't see the Pelicans trading players, just players. There would have to be picks involved. Yeah, I mean, if there was a young guy that they were interested in, I could see. Yeah, that. but they don't have. You know, you're, you're going to have unless they trade like one of their the people they drafted this year. But even then, man, they gave up a ton of picks to land Paul George, and you can't trade picks and first-round picks in back-to-back years. Ooh. So it would be picks that are way down the road. Yeah. Before, and I don't have that pulled up because it's not a Clipper show. We're just kind of going off the beaten path here talking about this. But there's holes in this roster. So that's why this this roster that like they don't they don't scare me. I think the Grizz can easily split this. And I'm get gonna, one and one. I'm gonna say they're gonna go two zero against them. Two. Sam is drunk over there. Maybe he's been drinking when we were watching the game. The Grizzlies were getting blown out. He started neither. drinking. <laughs> yeah. What do the Grizzlies have to do to beat this Clippers team? And sorry, we went off. 
I don't know, five, ten minute rant there about the Clippers and their weaknesses and what are they going to do. Well, they learned something new today. There you go. <laughs> well, if you didn't know that, you may have. I don't know. So the Clippers play. The, the, the Grizzlies got to control the tempo of the game. The, the Clippers play at a slower pace. And they do that because they're a very efficient team. That is successful in the playoffs. The Grizzlies need to push the pace, but they need to get high-quality looks. Perimeter defense has been an issue for the Grizzlies. The Clippers make 14 threes a game on 34 attempts. The Grizzlies' wings will need to increase their effort to push these guys off the three-point line. So control tempo... Defend the perimeter. And the last thing is efficiency is going to be key. The Clippers are a good defensive team. You have some of the best wing defenders in basketball on this team in Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Beverly. The Grizzlies have got to take care of the ball. They got to get good looks, got to have good ball movement, have to knock down shots. You cannot shoot five for 20 from three against this Clippers team and win the game. Got to do better than that. Three, I mean, I feel like this episode is short, Sam. There's only but, three know, games. We we go from covering five games last week in a, you know almost hour-long episode to this week is three games and two of them are against the same team. Bingo. There's just not a lot of content there. Nope. But there we are. That that's what I again keys to victory for the Clippers are for the the Grizzlies against the Clippers. They got to control the tempo. They have to perimeter defense is going to be extremely important in this game. Paul George gets hot. He can fill it up with the best of them. Got to run those guys off the three point line, and it's not as simple as you know. Dallas, I'm like, let Luca eat, stop everybody else. It's not that simple. It's not that simple with the Clippers. You've got Kawhi that can take over a game. You have Paul George that can take over a game. Reggie Jackson can score, not at the same level as those guys. You have Lou Williams that can fill it up as well. You know, yeah. there there are more weapons on this Clippers team than what that Mavericks team has. So while we beat the same drum of defense, 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 defense wins games, defense wins championships, we talk about it all the time because of the actual importance of defense in the games. It's not a lie. It works. Defense wins. D'Anthony Melton on the postgame show, he said, you know, both teams were – Scoring, it was going to come down to who was going to make the stop. And the Grizzlies made the stop on the game. And that wasn't in tonight. That wasn't in the, the game against the Suns. That was, I think, the Pistons game. Mm-hmm. Or may, maybe the game before that. When did he come back? He came back on the Pistons game, didn't he? Pistons game. It's all running together. This it, week has yeah, been yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy, crazy, crazy. The weather, ton of games, it's been nuts. So there we are. I've got nothing else. Looking up into this week, 
Actually, we do. We got something else. We always do this, Sam. I'm a slacker. Keep me on my game over here. Sammy B, give me your prediction. Three-game week, one on the road in Dallas, two at home, back-to-back Thursday, Friday against the Clippers. What are the Grizzlies going to do? Two and one. Two and one. Two and one. And I'm trying to think which two they're going to win. They're beating Dallas. And they're going to beat the Clippers one game, but they're going to lose the other one. Final answer. I was about to say, you are the king of easy outs here. And you had the easiest out in the world. (laughs) You said two and one. And they're only playing two teams this week. They're going to beat the Mavericks. They're going to beat the Clippers. Boom, done. (laughs) Bingo. And you missed it. (laughs) He missed it. Oh, well. Well, they are. The Dallas matchup is going to, it's going to be tough. You're going to have the majority of the guys that were out for the Phoenix game. Again, you know, I said going into the Phoenix game, it would surprise the heck out of me if Dylan did not play. And it surprised the heck out of me. Color me surprised he did not play. If everybody plays in Dallas, they win. And they're going to beat the Clippers. One of those two games, they're going to beat them. They may beat both of them. They may beat them in both of them. I got I them going it. one and two. I think that they lose to Dallas in Dallas. The Mavericks have been playing better basketball lately. Debbie Downer over there. Well, man, the, he, here's the thing, Sam. Negative I don't. Negative Nancy. I'm not being a negative Nancy. All right, they're going three and zero this week. Get it, dude. I hope no, they I'm do. not saying that. I hope they do, but I can't stand being wrong. Dallas has been playing better as of late. That they have. And I don't know what they done Saturday night. Did they even play Saturday night? I have no idea. Don't quote me on that. I'm checking. Sammy Boy's gonna pull that up over there for us, but they Dallas has been playing better of late. They played Friday. So I don't know that they beat them at home. And then they come back home, and I think they can split the series with the Clippers. They're going to be hard-pressed to beat them both games. I think if the Grizzlies come home and they win the first one on Thursday, they're going to have a hard time beating them on Friday. Or if they lose on Thursday, the Grizzlies will be motivated, ready to go for Friday, and get one of them. So one and two... And I'm going to say that the Grizzlies win the Friday game. They they did not play yesterday. They did not play Saturday. So they the Mavericks did. Mavericks not. didn't so, play Saturday. No, okay. they did not. So they'll play Sunday. Yes. Hopefully. I maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. If it'd be postponed, me, so. you know, so cuz they're talking they say the next chance they have is Monday, but it could, you know, that's also going to be played in Texas, so that's kind of a 50-50 right now. Right. Yep. That's it. We're going to wrap it up. You can get the show on Twitter at HoopBallGrizz. I'm at DWill2111. Sam is. It is Sammy B 1118 That's a capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. Next game, uh, Monday post game after the Dallas game. We will be back with you. With the dub. Hopefully with the dub. We'll see. Or a PPD postponed it. We've got no weather coming in, so we're good on Thank that aspect. God. 
Sammy B, I think, will be back with me. We'll see how it goes. Pretty sure he's going to be here. As long as it's not postponed, I will be here. We'll get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, go green. Go green. Jaeger. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.